Welcome to Jurassic World. Welcome to Jurassic World Minute Movies, Jurassic World by Minute Time. I'm Brad. I'm Dave. And on this episode, we're discussing Minute 100 of Jurassic World, Minute 100. But before we get to that, uh, at the end of the last minute, we uh, tangent quite a lot on the uh, the research sign and the bunkers or the buildings infrastructure we see in the background. After scaling YouTube and some other things, uh, found it behind the scenes with Owen on his motorcycle and uh, the camera rig and all that driving up and down this section of road that the Unimog Chase took part on and indeed there are uh, there's at least four of these large concrete bunkers almost look like new mission munition bunkers um, that uh, the vehicles that drive back to and from a couple of times which they got the the loading docks for trucks and the stairs and the concrete stairs and that which we've seen in the film so mm. that little mystery has been solved but now, do we consider it part of the film that that is something on Nublar, or is it just a mishap of the camera? Because <laughs> we've discussed this in The Lost World too, with the uh, the asphalt road behind um, uh, Ludlow when him and Roland are talking, and the uh, the power lines with the arrival to dress uh, to sauna in Jurassic Park Three, and also at the airport scene, you can see power lines on the hills um, in the distance as well. So, could these be in-gen buildings? <laughs> could be right fan fiction to bring them into the into the film canon so what i'm thinking they probably more like most likely are is they're probably just things that had been in the movie but we weren't supposed to really see them or pay attention to them but at the same time that the director thought they were cool so he kept them in mm. I mean, that does happen, you know? Yeah, yeah, and it's... I haven't been able to find the exact location. I've looked at um, the NASA NASA compound from Google Earth and as well as um, the Six Flags, and I haven't been able to find... Because bunkers are pretty easy to spot from the surface, <laughs> even when they're covered in trees and foliage like this, but I haven't been able to find anything on those two locations, so... We know the Unimog was only used at Six Flags for the Main Street stuff we're about to get in a couple of minutes' time, and this uh, this chase. So there may be there may be some sort of road between the two that they were able to use, going between the Raptor Paddock and uh, and Main Street. But mm-hmm. it is possible too that they're they're World War Two era uh, bunkers that have just been, as you said there, and it look it's a good backdrop. They had the lighting they needed for that um, for that scene as well as some uh, light cranes to light the road as well. So, mm-hmm. 
yeah, but I'm glad we finally got to the bottom the bottom of that little mystery. Um, I'll, I'll post links and photos up in the uh, the Facebook group and on Twitter. Well, I've already done it on Twitter, but the Facebook group when uh, when this episode comes out. Nothing else to add to that, Dave. I think, I think we've tangent mm. and covered <laughs> covered that long enough. Yeah, I'm, I mean, like you said, we discussed that very very well enough, I think, to the point where. I mean, if we're never going to get an answer, we'll just never get an answer, you know? But what if we have a flashback to there in Dominion, and it answers all the questions? Anyway. Oh, you come here and you don't learn anything about these animals except what you want to know. You made them, and now you think you own them. We do own them. Extinct animals have no rights. They're not extinct anymore, Hoskins. Exactly. Dave, ready to get a minute 100? Yeah. All right, minute 100 of Dressing World opens with Claire calling for a chopper and ends with some injured guests receiving medical treatment. As we continue into minute 100, Owen and Claire continue to ride and drive past that research sign and off camera. Um, behind them, the remaining two raptors stop and pant uh, for a bit before hearing the Indominus off in the jungle somewhere. And that's when they scream and run off the road uh, back into the jungle, so supposedly going back to their alpha. Um, mm-hmm. It is a little bit different in a novel, but we'll get there. Um, we cut to Dr. Wu walking through the lab. This scene was earlier in the novel. We didn't get the, the Unimog chase at this point, but um, we can see one lab technician there lifting a very large egg, possibly sauropod or something, out of its incubator. And uh, he tells everyone that, tells that uh, everything has to be accounted for. I want all backup generators online. So at this point, he's not planning on leaving. He's oh, leaving with the assets. He's just... Um, mm-hmm. He knows that they're going to have to stay here and be secure for a couple of days until they can return and secure the park with supposedly in-gen security. And that's pretty much how it seemed from Camp Cretaceous as well, that he had always expected and planned to return. And I don't think he really expected the whole park to shut down completely. But from what it seemed, he always expected to return at some point and either collect what he had or just grab his personal stuff after being unceremoniously fired. <laughs> well, we're going to get at the end of the minute that um, his reaction to Hoskins telling him the park's going to be chapter 11 by morning. So we'll get to get to there in a minute. So essentially here they're just doing a stock take of what they got before they evacuate, but he returns to his Batcave door and opens it via the thumbprint reader. And as the door opens, the phone rings and he picks it up and asks, where have you been? Not knowing that it's Hoskins, but uh, we cut to Hoskins standing in that server room at the back of the control room. Uh, and he answers, change of plans, the mission, the mission took a jog to the left. I'm taking everything off site. <laughs> Good wording there. <laughs> yeah, that's one way to put it. Yeah, yep. I suppose we are PG, aren't we? So we couldn't say it's all gone to shit. <laughs> or all gone to hell. I mean, they really seem to have no problem telling Charlie not to give him, give her any shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, true. Um, but um, they're wanting to take everything off site. Obviously, uh, engine security and uh, we've probably got other other sites they've done research at, but... Mm-hmm. The big, the big question mark. Does that include sauna? In that, maybe Dominion will will point us that way as well. Maybe, hopefully, yeah. we'll see. <laughs> I'm just trying to think the because uh, the, the other the other 
air quotes, secret labs he had on Nubla were all evacuated as well in Camp Cretaceous. So mm-hmm. it's um, off-site's definitely off off Nubla. Wu reassures Hoskins that the Embraers are safe here and that they can live up to eight weeks on the generators. It, it makes me wonder if this is similar to what, what he was thinking uh, in 93 when the park was evacuated then. As far as we know, the, the Embraer survived the um, the initial mm-hmm. shutdown, and there would have been backup generators. Well, we know, based on both the DPG and the um, information from the Lost World uh, boardroom scene, that Wu did eventually go back to Isla Nublar to help with the cleanup and uh, basically, basically headcount and stuff, the dinosaurs, whatever, just to see what was left after the immediate evacuation, you know? Mm. Yeah, but see, that we're here, we're here, well, he knows he's got eight weeks to get back before the generators fail. Mm-hmm. So he knows it's going to be a short-term thing where in Novels 94 when they went back because they were going to do the same thing on Sauna but uh, didn't get around to it, did they? The DPG? No, really or was that what they were going to? was that what they were going to task Sarah and the crew to do as well while they're there? Yeah. I thought there was some tie into the Lost World with that. But you can tell by the look on Hoskins that he's not wanting to hear any of it. He's sort of moving his everywhere and looking all over the place waiting for the Wu to stop talking so he can pretty much tell him how it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, now you listen, Park's going to be in Chapter 11 by morning, okay? Our little side project is about to get a shot in the arm, and I don't want a bunch of lawyers messing around with something they don't understand. You get it? <laughs> so, <laughs> there, chapter 11 by morning. I always assumed it was, he said, InGen's going to be chapter 11 by morning, but no, it's the park. So, even without uh, Hoskins at the head of InGen's security, they, they must um, continue on for some time after this anyway. Maybe until the uh, the hearings and that, but... There is one thing we never get a, a real definitive answer on after after this movie is over is what happens to Engine after this because most assume that it's just over for Engine that this is that they'll just never recover from this but we never get an answer in Fallen Kingdom and there's not been any definitive answer outside of the movies either so no no and it's Maybe maybe they're set up with their own... See, the other thing is, too, that people are still going on now after Minion. Oh, it's going to be good to see InGen versus Bison and all this stuff where mm-hmm. I don't I don't know where that's coming from. But as of 2015 Jurassic World, InGen security is a thing. They're not InGen technologies anymore. They're not doing the genetics and all that stuff. That's Masrani running the labs on Nublar mm-hmm. from as far as I've pulled from this movie and behind-the-scenes material. Uh, yes, it's InGen evacuating Wu at the end of the film, but that's not to go to Mills in the next film. There's time there, even though Camp Cretaceous did say uh, when Wu come back that they'll get in the asset for Mills. But that's that's six months after after he's left the park. So, And then there's nothing else seen of InGen again in, in Fallen Kingdom, mm-hmm. apart from that, um, that news banner at the bottom saying that former former InGen geneticist, Henry Wu. So yeah, so as far as I'm concerned, InGen don't even exist anymore. <laughs> that Unless they had um, other military contracts that they could survive on, and the, the pure blame for the Jurassic World incident was on Maserani Global, and that's why they got the 80, 800 million fine, and maybe InGen 
were able to wipe the hands of it. Mm-hmm. Especially if Hoskins gone as well, they could have pretty much thrown him under the bus if if it meant um, surviving. So yeah, that's something else to look forward in Dominion as well. I'm sure they'll be back in some way, and uh, we won't get any <laughs> any backstories to how. Um, yeah, but uh, you can see Wu's face is in disbelief. He doesn't even reply to Hoskins here. He tries to get his attention. Hey, I'm going to take that as a yes <laughs> because he's um he's not getting any any feedback from Wu, and Wu's just sort of sitting there, dumbfounded, looking at the lab, realizing this is probably going to last time he's ever going to see it again. Mm-hmm. Anything else on the clearing out of the lab before we move over to the Hilton? Uh, no, I think we're good. All right. Uh, we cut over to the Hilton, nighttime, of course, and you can see the monorail parking there. Um, there's a proper red and white ambulance parked at the front door as well, which I thought was weird. Uh, obviously, it's a vehicle at Honolulu, uh, or the convention centre they've used as a prop, but we've only sort of really seen the Vito vans and that sort of thing, and the Unimoggers are... Uh, the uh, medical stuff. So the, the fact that they've got real, <laughs> real proper civilian ambulances there is something different as well. Mm-hmm. But we can see there's a large crowd part uh, all, all around the ambulance. Um, we can hear radio chatter, which I'm guessing is coming from that ambulance. And uh, as we tra- transition inside, we get that uh, automated voice saying, uh, "Ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to thank you for your patience. The next ferry will be leaving in 45 minutes. <laughs> if you require medical attention." And that's where the minute ends. So they're still they're still keeping up that um, that everyone's happy. <laughs> Be calm. I'm having fun. Aren't you having fun? Have fun, damn it! <laughs> oh. Smile. This is a vacation. Well, again, where's the, where's the annoying child saying, "I want to go to the gift shop before we leave" or something like that? You said we could go to the gift shop. <laughs> Because you know it would be happening, but... True. It's only a quick couple of scenes we get here, and then at the start of the next minute as well. As the, as the voice is coming over the uh, the PA, we do get a couple of quick shots of uh, visitors, visitors having their heads bandaged, and uh, one old man just sitting there shaking his head, <laughs> looking sad. So you can only imagine what the direction was on that. Just look sad. You've, <laughs> you've just been through hell. <laughs> um, but... Um, that's it for the main film. Uh, novel comparisons. Uh, we um, we go back to the Unimog chase here and not to Main Street, so we do get that bit of a gap, as I mentioned in previous minutes, where we get the Indominus attack. Then we go back to La- uh, Wu in the lab and uh, Lowry in the control room, and then we go back to Claire in the Unimog, which just gives a bit more time for uh, our injured mercenary to come running out of the jungle and scare everyone. <laughs> Anything else on that before we get out of here today? Uh, no, I think we're good. 